You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We're your hosts, Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman. Where are my travel bugs at? If you are somebody who's ever been interested in getting paid to travel the world, then today's episode is custom created for you. Today, we are talking to the incredible Ryan and Samantha Looney of Our Travel Passport. Ryan and Sam are the founders of Our Travel Passport, a travel vlog and a brand designed to help you have meaningful experiences around the world. Over the past five years, they've built their brand to a substantial following, traveled to over 35 countries, worked with some of the biggest names in the travel world, and created guides, courses, resources, and more for other travelers to experience the world in a beautiful, meaningful way. They're passionate about helping people have meaningful experiences around the world so everyone can have fun memories to look back on and cherish forever. Now, in today's conversational episode, we talk about how they first got into travel blogging at all, how they started getting paid, a step-by-step look into a travel campaign with them. Like literally, they'll walk us exactly through a real-life campaign that just happened. And they also talk about what to watch out for when first getting into the travel space, especially in contracts and negotiations and all of that, and their biggest piece of advice for new travel bloggers that are just getting into this industry. Now, if you're intrigued by the influencer lifestyle, especially one in the travel blogging world, then this episode is for you. It opens a behind the scenes look into what that world looks like and how you can start to break into it. Let's go. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. All right, Ryan and Sam, we are so excited for today's episode. I feel like this is going to be just such a fun conversation. So welcome to the show. Thank Thanks you. for having us. <laughs> We're excited to be here. Yes. Okay. Do you guys want to start off? By telling us what everyone today really wants to know of how did you guys meet and fall in love? Because that's the real story that everyone's just going <laughs> to live for today. So do you want to start with that? Um, yeah, what, I'll go for it, I guess. We both probably have our own versions of this story. Yes. But, um, so we met the very first night, at least my very first night of freshman year of college. So I'm from Georgia originally and moved to Utah to go to school. And um, Ryan is from Southern California and also moved to Utah to go to school. And the first night of freshman year was kind of like everybody hang out, go outside, like meet people, you know, like mingle, socialize, (laughs) make friends. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And my sister... a senior in college at the time. So she came to be like, you know, hang out with me and make me feel welcome or whatever. Moral but support. Also, yeah. But also, um, I feel like you kind of have to know her as a person, but anyway, she saw Ryan on the steps and was like, you're cute or something like that. And then Ryan was like, wanted to like, or no, you like were, you made fun of her for being older and like hitting on you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. She just started talking to us. <laughs> anyway, definitely didn't call me cute. I was, I was super I think, embarrassed. Oh. I feel like she was like, "You should date my sister" or something like that. Yeah. And then I was super embarrassed. Like and then <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> and then I so somehow Ryan ended up getting my number that night, and then we didn't end up hanging out really that night. But then we kept seeing each other around, kept seeing each other around. Ryan had my number eventually texted. Yeah. We started to date. We, our first, we had our first Mm -hmm. kiss behind the dorms watching Jersey shore on a laptop. (laughs) It was very romantic. Yeah. Oh. Um, wow, really, I can't really date that. So yeah. really there. Um, most, most, most ki- kids, if you're listening to that, kids don't know what Jersey Shore is. That dates you. <laughs> Actually, saying that is what dates you. Um, 
Yeah. yeah. And then we dated for a little bit. Um, didn't work out. Uh, <laughs> Ryan had a high school girlfriend <laughs> that he then date, went back to date back home. Yeah. Um, I mean, we weren't dating at the time, you know, but things were complicated. Sure. Oh, um, man. <laughs> and anyway, rest of freshman year went by. We finally like rekindled again at the end of the year, like literally the last night before freshman year um, ended and we went off for the summer. We, did we kiss or did we, yeah, uh, we did. yeah, I don't know, maybe a little kiss on the cheek or something. And then I was going to do a mission for um, our church. Um, I went to Uruguay and was there for two years. And during that time, like, the rules are pretty strict. Like we're expected to just focus on, um, essentially teaching about Jesus Christ and, um, helping people and not really like focusing on home. So like we didn't have phones, we didn't have anything. We emailed like once a week, um, we could send out like a mass email to our family and friends, give them an update. And then we could write letters. Um, and so Sam and I like kept in touch writing letters to each other, mostly as friends. Um, but you know, there was always like a hint of like, miss you or like <laughs> much love or, you know, like, I feel like the act of uh, writing letters in and of itself is a little romantic. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, it's a little intimate. There's like, you get to know each other in a way. I mean, you have to come up with things to talk about. So you get to know each other in a whole different way. And, and then when I was six months from coming home, she went to do the same thing for 18 months in Portugal. Wow. Um, and so I got home in 2013 from that and she got back and then, yeah, so I was home for a year, had like continued school. And then I dated some other people, um, for a little bit. And then uh, when she got back, I was like, I, she, she, we were like, Sorry. Um, while we were, while I was home, I could start to email her more because I was home. And by that point, like the rules had changed a little bit and, um, more email was allowed. Yeah. So by the time she got back, I was like, I had like Sam Brooks, like she, like we, we have to try this. Like we have to make this happen. And I like, yeah, I mean, there's some other people that I was in decent relationships with, but I just could never get Sam out of my head. Aww. And and probably should have been more forthcoming to the other people I was dating that I was still thinking about Sam all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, you live and you learn, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, it all worked out. Um anyway, so then she got back and I like called her the day she got back from yeah, Portugal. He was the very first person to call me once I got oh, back. <laughs> uh, I mean that's like amazing. I my family, but he was the first like other person. And I was very stressed when I saw his phone n- number coming through on my phone. Our first conversation was pretty awkward, I feel like. Oh, I was so awkward. It was awkward. Yeah. When you when we get back from these things, like we're speaking in foreign languages for so long, yeah. you literally forget like how to like have normal social interaction, especially with members of the opposite sex. <laughs> yeah. So it was um it was funny. And then like we started texting and FaceTiming and we like FaceTimed every night for like a month. Basically. Yeah. And then oh. in like three or four weeks later, I flew out to Georgia. Yeah. It was like a month later. And I flew out and I picked her up. I did, Yeah. I picked up flowers oh. on my way. And then I got had a, our flight. My flight got delayed on my way from Denver. Like, Sorry, so I was flying from LA to Denver to Atlanta, and I had like a little bouquet of sunflowers. In Utah, maybe I, I was in Utah. That's true. Okay. I flew from Salt Lake City to Denver, but my flight got delayed, and so I spent the night on the floor. In, and obviously, oh, this yeah. makes me like look like you know it's a little dramatic, it makes me look like a little hero. But <laughs> I, all I had to keep the waters alive was like a styrofoam cup, and there was like, and I had to sleep on the floor and of the Denver airport. And I was just trying to keep these flowers alive by keeping them in the water. And then I got to Atlanta and went up the escalator and saw Sam and just kissed her. I I literally said, hi, looked at him. And then he just immediately kissed me. We hadn't seen each other. This is 2014, August, 2014. And we hadn't seen each other since like June, 2011. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, It'd been three years. 
Oh and my gosh. I like he kissed me and it was literally like all is right in the world. Like this is, <laughs> this is it. Like, oh. because we both kind of knew that like him coming out to visit was either like, this is like it or like, or like this or like, we're not, we're not dating going forward. Yeah, you know? like, 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 we'll just try and stay friends. It'll be a friendly visit. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been wow. really awkward, uh, but no, like we were just super giddy and like, giggly for Aww. literally the entire time and then the <laughs> next night it? she uh we were watching something on tv and you ryan, can tell this part ryan fell asleep and i like thought that he was still asleep well i was like kind of hoping that he was asleep and i told him i loved him <gasps> and then <laughs> i was like trying to give him an out like if he was asleep he didn't have to say it back or, or he could pretend asleep. like he was asleep he didn't <laughs> want to say it back anyway and then he opened his eyes and he's like what did he say with like a big smile on his face and i was like oh, oh I, like, I heard you but i want to hear you say it again <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly anyway then i said it again he said it back then um yeah. Yeah, and then like the next night we went on a date and we started like and Ryan like we started planning our wedding and our yeah. future children. I was like, I can see us getting married. And that was that. We got married the next May. Great. Yeah. Wow. Um, that was in like August. And then you proposed yeah. in January in San Francisco. And then we got married in May. Yeah. It was all kind of fast once we like, you know, but decided. But, but it we've was known, like, yeah, yeah, we've known each other for like five years by the time we got married. And and we've like written letters to each other for so long that it was yeah. kind of like, we were like friends on a different level than just like, you know, going out yeah. to dinner and movies and whatever. So And the rest Aww. is history. And <laughs> now yeah. here we are. We have a baby. So. For, <laughs> the yeah, cutest five, baby. Oh my gosh. Five years and yeah, just had a baby. She's seven, seven <laughs> weeks and five days. <laughs> Well, we'll have been married for six years next month. Yeah. That's wow. awesome. Well, thank you so yeah. much for sharing that story. And just, I I just, I love love stories. And we don't have <laughs> husband and wives on the podcast very often. Um, it's usually just like one other guest other than me and Evie. So we always just love to like, if we do have it, like, we just love to ask that question. Um, you know, <laughs> we all love a good love story. It's why there's so many movies about them. You know? That's yes. very true. That's it's very true. true. <laughs> well, if anybody follows you online or knows anything about you guys, they know that y'all love traveling a heck of a lot and you kind of built a platform around that. <laughs> so my question is maybe just for the audience that are listening that don't know you, what do you do for a living? And then how did you first start traveling? Was that always something you guys love? That's technically three questions in one. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, for the first one, I guess, what do we do for a living? I feel like that's a really hard question to ask people in <laughs> in the online creative entrepreneur space that's because you do like yeah. 75 different things. Yeah. Like I'm sure both of you are like, we're photographers, we're online educators, yep. we're podcasters, we're yeah. social Accurate. media marketers, like <laughs> we're all of exactly it. exactly what their bio says. Yeah. Which is like for us, I guess along the same lines, we're photographers, we're influencers, we're uh, filmmakers, we're models, we're um, yeah, and then we're, we're educators. We're yeah, educators. We um, we I think the typical answer we go with is travel bloggers. Yeah, um, like first yeah. and foremost, like our platform is like the one thing I didn't say. Yeah, based <laughs> off of of travel, and that's the first thing we did was start a travel blog. Yeah. But now it's evolved into so much more. Um, but I, th- I guess in the evolution probably went travel blogger to photographer and videographer, Sam being the photographer and myself being the videographer, and then kind of more into the content creation or influencer um, space. And we kind of did that at the same time that we started doing like... Um, education on like how to be a travel blogger and um, photography and videography courses and stuff. Yeah. Awesome. That's amazing. So then yeah. how did you guys first start like getting into traveling? Because obviously on your missions, you both went to different countries. Did that kind of spark the love of different cultures and different countries and all of that? Or I guess just like was traveling something you guys always loved? When did it start? How did you start getting into it as a little bit more than I guess just like a normal vacation once every few years to another country, like that type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think personally, like we both have different experiences, like growing up and like both of our families, you know, we were fortunate enough to be able to go on, um, you know, some family trips, some internationally, you know, I, my family used to go to Mexico all the time. And I know that I like always have had a love for other cultures um, and languages and they just fascinated me all like living in Southern California. We have tons of like a lot of my friends growing up were Mexican and just um, learning Spanish from them and stuff. Like I was always fascinated with, with that culture Mm -hmm. and, um, and being able to go to Mexico, being so close to the border and stuff was just something that kind of helped that grow. And then going on our missions, learning Spanish um, I also learned Portuguese when I was in Uruguay, I lived with a Brazilian and then I came back and took some classes and, um, and I spent a good month in Brazil, um, when I got back right before, right before Sam got back from hers. And I had a little bit of, you know, ulterior motive in learning Portuguese because Aww. she was just getting back from Portugal and, you know, so that'd be at least a good talking point. That's so cute. I love that. It was, it yeah. was at the time for sure. It was. Um, and we even like in our letters and stuff to each other, we, we like talked all the time about going to Brazil or since we were both learning Portuguese and whatnot. And so like, that was a point that we still even like, like bonded over, bonded over and promised we'd do. And then uh, up until our wedding vows, we talked, we said we would travel. Um, we promised each other we would travel and I, we still have not gone to Brazil together. Uh, I went with my best friend, but (laughs) (laughs) before, before we were dating, um, but yeah, that doesn't really answer how we got started. Yeah. Well, for me, like I grew up, I didn't travel a ton with my family, but my family really prioritized like family time. So like spring break or Christmas, rather than like going with friends, it was like we would go somewhere with family, um, which is great. And But I feel like for me, I did a study abroad in Jerusalem in college. And I that was kind of when I felt like my eyes were open to like just how beautiful different parts of the world are and places that are often seen as like scary or like different are actually just like so amazing and have really good food. And like there's just a lot of experiences that you don't get. There's a lot of benefit to traveling and seeing different parts of the world and opening up your mind and like just different experiences that you couldn't experience if you just stayed at home. Mm -hmm. So I think that's kind of part of what made me fall in love with travel. But also I got my very first DSLR camera before that trip um, or before that study abroad. And so that was also when I fell in love with photography because I was just in a totally different space that looked so different from anything I'd ever seen before. And so I literally wanted to just capture everything all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And that, so that's kind of like when my love for photography fell into place and when I came home from my mission, I feel like the combo of that also kind of, well, when I came home from my mission, we, and we started dating and then like got married. Um, we knew that we wanted to travel. And so we like planned, well, we went on our honeymoon and then anyway, we planned like our first big trip to together. And we decided we wanted to go to India because I'd always wanted to go to India and like Ryan wants to see the Taj Mahal. We love Indian food. So it just seemed like the right option. Um, and so we planned a big trip, like 10 days to India and we were doing it really cheaply, just backpacking. And I mean, not like straight up backpacking, but like we brought backpacks, like we were going, (laughs) going light, if you will. Um, and then we decided to start a separate Instagram account for that because we didn't want to like overgram for our friends. And at that point in time, Instagram was much more like niched. Mm-hmm, so we were right. like, Oh, we'll just start like a little travel Instagram account and we'll just share about our travels and like whatever. So that's, that's honestly when we started our travel passport. At that point we did have a blog that we started the previous summer. Yeah. Um, while I had an internship in Washington, DC, I was working for a congressman out there. Wow. And cause I thought I wanted to do like politics. Um, 
thing. And we were taking road trips here and there and people were asking. And so we had a blog. It was like the loonies.squarespace.com. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And, um, well, and I had wanted like a place to kind of write down what we did and then like some pictures, you know, like a journal because blogs yeah, back in the day were more into, journaly. Like, and stuff, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Early on. Um, anyway, so like we had a little bit of a blog. And so when we, then we changed, when we started our Instagram, we changed yeah. that to ourtravelpassport.com. And um, kind of grew from there. Yeah, that's that awesome. was February 2016. Yep. So then, my next question would be because I think that's how a lot of, especially travel bloggers, start is like just turning their passion and love for traveling into just sharing that organically and sharing where you went, what foods you liked, where you went, like all the things. But then, how did that transition to like the day you realized you could get paid to travel, or maybe talk about your first offer? That, that or collaboration, if that makes sense. Okay, so we started that going on that trip. Well, I graduated before Ryan and I got married, but Ryan still had two years of school left. Um, and so we kind of made it a priority to be able to travel and still have a flexible schedule. So I got like remote work jobs that I could do um, just from anywhere. So it didn't matter. And then Ryan would kind of schedule his school schedule around so that when on, when there were holidays, he could take off longer periods of time. So not just like, you know, get the one holiday off, but Mm -hmm. get like the four days around it off. So we basically just started planning trips around those long holidays and we just saved our money and like, we didn't go to concerts or like a lot of things that, you know, are out to eat or whatever, a lot of things that friends were doing so that we could like save that money and go on a trip instead. Mm -hmm. And we started like using credit card points to like not going into credit card debt, but like opening up credit cards and getting points so that we could then use those to like buy flights. Um, anyway. And so we went, so that's kind of how that started by, we weren't going, we weren't traveling like constantly, but like up front, we were definitely like footing the bill, but it was like out of fun and like desire for that's what we wanted to do with our time and money. Yeah. Um, and so we just started like documenting it and posting about it. And we didn't really get like a ton of, oh yeah, I guess while Ryan was still in school, we yeah. planned a trip to Paris and. Yeah, we we had like I don't know what three thousand followers at that point yeah. or something. We had just like been posting old old photos and just you know a lot of support from friends and whatnot. Yeah. Um, we planned a trip to Paris and we got our first hotel collaboration. We reached out to a little boutique hotel. Um, we're able to speak well, with the owner. We reached out to a lot of hotels, yeah. but the boutique hotel said yes. <laughs> nice. And I think <laughs> we just did like there. yeah, I think we did like three days. And, um, three nights, yeah. Yeah, three nights. And we felt, we felt on top of the world. Like we were yeah. able to go to Paris and not like spend, we were, we were just in transit there, um, for a few nights. Yeah. So we were able to be there and like not spend a dime yeah. on, on a hotel. Yeah. And it felt amazing, you know, plus they include breakfast. So nice. <laughs> we're like, wow, we really can just live off of these croissants for all day long. <laughs> um, and, and then, at the same time, we had like one backpack company we worked with and like a watch company where we were just doing like trade collaborations. They were like local Utah brands that we were working with. And then um, we really just did kind of free things, you know, collaborations with hotels. This was 2016. And then the next summer, we... We planned like... A I graduated. S- yeah. And we planned a seven-week trip right after he graduated. And in that trip, we had already gotten one collaboration to work with a sailing company. And we got like every single night of that seven-week trip covered, like in hotels. Like we got sponsored stays for, I think, almost every single night. There might have been like one or two that we had to pay for. But like... That's amazing. And that was kind of the moment that we were like, at the end of that trip, that was kind of the moment that we were like, well, we can make this work. Like we're not getting paid to do it yet, but like if we can do it for free, then like we can make money doing other things and then get free travel. Right. So. Yeah. And we came to this kind of crossroads where I was graduating. I studied economics and I wanted to, 
I was doing interviews, um, and I had one particular interview where I was like prepping a spreadsheet with, uh, it was for Intuit, um, the like yeah. finance company that does like mint and whatnot. Um, and I was like prepping the spreadsheet for this interview they wanted me to do. And I was just like paralyzed anxiety about it. And he was like, so stressed about it. And I was like, okay, if you're this stressed about the interview, like if you hate doing this spreadsheet for the interview this much, then you're going to hate doing the actual job because like, this is what the job is. That's why they want you to do it for the interview. So we were like, well, what else can we do? And then we were talking about like, obviously we wanted to do Instagram, but in our blog, but we were like, how realistic is that? And we pretty much just said to each other, you know, we might as well try it for a year. And if we fail, like we can get normal jobs. Um, Yeah. That was kind of my, like, we can do anything for a year. Like if it doesn't work in a year, then we can like, we're both, we both have college degrees. So it's like, we could go work at McDonald's if we need to, or like, you know, like, it's not like we can't go get a job. So we were just like, we'll give it a year. And if in a year that like, it's totally not working. I mean, if in six months, it's totally not working, then like we can reevaluate. But at that moment, it was just like, let's try it. Cause we're, we were what? 23, 24. Uh, yeah. 25. Okay. We're 25. <laughs> and it's like, if there's, any ever time to just take a chance, like it's now mm-hmm. when in reality, I would say to anyone, it's always, there's always a time to take a chance. But at that point in my life, I was like, we're still young. Like it's not the end of the world if we're a year later to starting our jobs. Yeah. It, it, it's crazy. Like a, a flip switch, a switch flipped, yeah. <laughs> a switch flipped <laughs> in our heads, like at that point. And just like, not even in our heads, but with how we started to make money. Like we just decided we were going to do creative jobs Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, and Sam, Sam started booking family photography and couples photography. And I did some real estate jobs. And then I got involved with a local startup that needed food photography for their digital marketing agency. And, um, all of a sudden, like all, like we just opened ourselves up to these creative jobs. And like, I had never done food photography, photography before I'd never done, um, real estate photography, but I just used the knowledge that, you know, we, we took some time to, to learn how to use our cameras, um, our camera, um, before, you know, while we were traveling and then we just kind of opened ourselves up to that. And then that summer, we got paid our first $50 for a collaboration. We did a, with a towel company. It was like a Turkish towel company. Nice. And they paid us $50 to post. All in. And yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I also think at that point, it kind of helped us be like, okay, well, we have to make money. And so if we're going to use our platform to promote products or trips or whatever, like we have to get paid for it. Yeah. So like, I think even just the mindset to be like, this is a job and it's not just like a fun side gig where we're getting things for free made us like recognize the value of what we were doing. And then, you know, ask for that in return for the value that we were giving the brands or other people we were working with. Yeah. I love that. Did somebody say apparel? Yeah. Yeah, we did. This past year, we've been working on adding some beautiful branded comfy clothes to the heart shop. And the time, my friend, has finally come. We just launched an epic collection with custom designs created with you in mind. We've got t-shirts, crop tops, sweatshirts, mugs, hats, and more, all created with intentional designs you can rock in your everyday life. We intentionally designed these pieces to remind you of how capable you are, how loved you are, and that you can chase after your wildest dreams because you were made to do big things in this life. You were made to be a world changer, and now you have some cute apparel to remind you of those powerful truths. Now, Obvi, this is a podcast and we can't show you how cute as heck these pieces are on the show. So run, don't walk to the heart shop to check out our brand new collection of apparel and more. You can head to www.theheartuniversity.com forward slash apparel to grab your favorite pieces today. Okay. I would love if you guys are down to dive in 
to the nitty gritty a little bit of, I guess, the behind the scenes of what a campaign with like a company looks like, or, you know, even I guess if that's not the right phraseology, like what happens from the moment you guys get an email? Do you usually get pitched emails from hotels, resorts, like travel companies? Is that typically how it looks like? Do they do more pitching now that you guys are in kind of the current season of business that you're in? Or do you still pitch a lot of companies and brands and places? And then I guess just step-by-step through the I guess, agreement through final product to post, all of that. Because I know there's a lot that goes into a successful travel campaign, and we'd love to just hear a little bit of that behind-the-scenes look. Yeah, um, I'd love to dive into this. I'll start. (laughs) I I do most of the pitching and um, negotiating, and then Sam takes the lead on most of the creative, You know, and then I send the final invoice. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) But, um, yeah, it like, to be totally honest, um, in this, in this season, you know, five years down the road, we, most of our jobs, I would say most of our paid jobs, um, are people reaching out to us. Um, and that's because it's a lot hard. I mean, it's possible. And if you're good at pitching, you can get a lot of jobs by pitching. But at this point for us, it's more worth it just to wait for the ones that come in because Mm -hmm. the conversion rate of those to actually turn into something and for them to be people that have a budget and want, you know, are ready looking to pay someone. Um, so we just, you know, take those and, and run with those as much as we can and focus on those. But, um, yeah, for example, um, they can go one of a million different directions, but, um, for I guess our most recent one, um, we got reached out to by Club Med in Punta Cana. We were in, um, yeah. So we got reached out to. Um, they sent us a little form. Said they were looking for. Um, well, we were actually reached out to by a person that represented them on an influencer platform, and the and so like influencer platforms, there's these different like websites basically where brands, hotels, people can go and put out that they want um, an influencer to come stay at their hotel and they want three posts in exchange for three nights and, you know, 10 stories over the time and airfares included and like the rate that they're willing to pay or whatever. And then they have people apply to those campaigns. And so we received an email asking us to apply to that campaign for Club Med. Yeah. Just trying to really break it down for people here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Those platforms are super helpful. Um, They kind of just are more of a passive way of, uh, well, they go both ways. Some you have to apply to all the campaigns you'd like to be involved in. And then others, um, you just sign up for the platform and you're there. And then when when you fit the demographic or have the audience that the, the company is looking for, then they'll reach out to you with um, an opportunity. Right. Um, but, and I guess while we're on the topic, some of our favorites, um, <laughs> this one was obviously, obviously, obviously L-Y. Yeah. Um, they never pay too much, but um, they, you know, have some good opportunities. Um, and then another one we like is hashtag paid. Um, they seem to pay more when we do get the campaigns, but that's less frequent. Um, and aspire, aspire IQ. IQ. Amazing. Then there's some travel ones. Um, Stay Amo is is in kind of new up and coming, um, where hotels or like Airbnb hosts will put that they would do a free stay. Generally, there's aren't very many paid ones on there, um, in exchange for some content. Um, but anyway, that's so good. So we, um, yeah, they reach out. Um, there's. Or we reach out. It depends. Um, well, walk them through this this Club Med one. So like okay. they they had us apply to the campaign. We applied to the campaign. And in the application, it told us what they wanted in exchange for what they were going to offer. Um, and then we kind of came back and we're like, and negotiated and we're like, okay, we can't like pay for our flights with what you're also paying us on top of right. the content. Right. So like 
we need to not only get paid, but we also need to like make money. So like if yeah. we are flying there, the flights can't cost more than what you're offering to pay us. Yeah. Um, and so they ended up coming back and saying like, yep, it'll be totally covered. And then it'll be all inclusive while you're here. All of the food will be covered. Um, so like you won't spend a dollar from the time you leave your house to the time you yeah. get back to your house. And then you'll also get paid on top of that in That's exchange amazing. for X posts and X stories. And this one didn't request a blog post, but oftentimes destination locations want a blog post. Um, and then, yeah. So then once we've agreed to that, they send over a contract in the contract. Sometimes there's extra stuff that we haven't agreed to. So we have to go back and say like, Nope, we didn't agree to that. That's (laughs) generally they're asking for exclusivity and content rights. And, um, Yeah. Pause. As photographers, you guys know, but like absolutely do not give away those photos for free right? because they pay a lot of money to photographers to get those photos. And so if we're just giving them away for free, then they don't have to pay photographers anymore. Yeah. I've honestly thought of just starting a podcast just to talk about (laughs) companies taking advantage of creators and asking and getting away with using uh, photo rights and sneaking things into contracts. Yeah, I feel like that could be a whole other like podcast topic in and of itself of like how to stand up for yourself as yeah. an influencer yeah. doing like collaborations with companies. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Right, and it's like it's an industry thing as a whole because there's so many people that just want to get started, mm-hmm. and right. so they're willing to do things for free, and they're like, oh my gosh, cool, free trip, but. In this example, um, yeah, the trip was really nice and easy. They yeah. they flew us out. Um, we shot um, the content. We shot the content. Um, there was a fee. They paid us on top of that. Um, they didn't ask for too much content. Honestly, it was just a, I think yeah. it was less posts than we were there nights um, or days, just as many. Um, anyway, um, and then we flew back, and it was like four days of our time, and well worth it. Um, I would say that like while we're there, it is very much so a job. Like I think people oftentimes are like, Oh, travel blogging. Like it's a dream. We'll just like sit pina coladas on the beach right? Like and take pretty photos because that's like totally what it looks like. But it's also our job to make people think that we're on vacation. Does that make sense? Like yeah. it's yeah. our job to make people think that it's a dreamy, relaxing experience at this hotel. And while like we do have really dreamy, relaxing experiences, we also wake up before sunrise to take pictures. And then we take pictures at sunrise and then we breakfast and then we go take pictures of certain activities that the hotel offers. And then we take more pictures when the sun's at a better angle. And then when we change our clothes to get another outfit to take more pictures right. of sunset and then we get dressed up for dinner and then we take pictures while we're eating our delicious dinner. Yeah, and often then, waiting until it gets cold. Yeah. yeah, and then we get back to the hotel room at night and we stay up editing pictures and writing captions to get them ready to post the next morning when we start over and like do it all again. So wow. like while it is very, very wonderful and we love our job, it is very much so a job. And yeah. I think sometimes people from the outside looking in are like, Oh, it'll be so easy. But like in order to be successful and every single travel blogger, we know, like it's the exact same way for all of us. Like we all wake up before sunrise. We're all working until 2am and then, you know, going to sleep and waking up four hours later for sunrise to take pictures. Um, Especially to get like the quality of work that we strive for, um, especially if we're making a video that it takes a lot of time and a lot of effort and, um, and it's, and it's not just that, and you guys know that it's, um, it's a lot of practice and, and, um, well, and if you're only in a destination for like three days to, to really capture like the experience, it, it, you gotta like, you gotta go, go, go so that you can like show all the possible things that you can do when most people are doing those things over a week or 10 days. Right. Well, I'm even thinking like the reason you have to get up before sunrise is because that's when the light's best. But also, especially if you're at a resort, tourists are out and about in the middle of the day. It's the worst lighting. It's the busiest. Like that's when it's not as idyllic looking. (laughs) Yeah. And that's why people get mad at at travel bloggers often, I feel like, because they get to a location and they're like, it's so busy. There's people everywhere. How did you get a picture with no one in it? And it's like, well, we woke up at four and then yeah. we walked for an hour because yeah. the bus wasn't running yet so that we could get there. 
and be at the top as soon as it opened and then take the picture and then, you know, make it back down, whatever. Um, and also like when we do video or photo with a drone, um, a lot of times like that's, they don't want, you know, they're either privacy issues or just like, you don't want a drone flying around you while you're sipping pina coladas. So like we, we have to get up and do that really early as well. Um, and it's not only, um, not only do you want to like have that high quality of work and put in that time to impress the hotel and get more work or get asked to come back or get, you know, build your portfolio. Um, a lot of times when you're negotiating with these, with these hotels or travel brands, um, they will offer to you like, no, we're going to give you three free nights. It's a vacation. But, um, it really is important that, you know, you're valuing yourself because it's not. And if like, they actually want you to do a good job, like sure. If they want to offer you a vacation, then they really should expect nothing from you other than maybe some stories and like one picture. (laughs) So we always have to go into that and say, you're asking us for these photos, but like, do you want them to be good or do you want them to be bad? Cause if you want them to be good, then like, um, or if my payment is my vacation, then like, let me enjoy it. So it's like a, it's a huge balance. Um, but that's not always how, our projects go. We don't always get reached out to, um, for example, the Dominican Republic, we just went just to go to club med, Punta Cana, and then to come back. And that's because they paid us to do it. Um, a lot of times we just want to go somewhere. So we will, um, plan a trip. We'll book, find some cheap flights, um, like to the Philippines. And then we will decide where we want to go. And we will just start reaching out to hotels like crazy. Um, and then we'll have to pitch airlines like brands, Um, yeah. So sometimes, sometimes we go somewhere and we just break even, but we get a lot of good content. We can write blog posts about it. Um, other time, you know, but we're, uh, it's a lot harder to do do that because those hotels, you're telling them that you are coming there and you need their service. It's harder to get them to pay. Yeah. They're not going to pay you. And then they really rarely do. Um, but then you can get like good content while you're there because you're staying at a nice hotel and you can put that in a blog post. And then you can do an affiliate link for the hotel in your blog post. So then if other people book that hotel, then it's kind of a win-win for that hotel and for you because you get a a portion of that commission from the hotel. And so like, that's another way that you can make money and maybe not in the moment of the trip, you're not making money off of that, but it's like a more, um, uh, long-term investment. Yeah. Or what's that word? Income. Anyway, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Income investment ROI and, uh, um, savings. (laughs) Yeah. But then like, um, another thing that oftentimes creators do is you'll reach out to other brands like, um, a swimsuit company or a backpack company and be like, Hey, we're going to the Philippines. Would you like content of your product in this epic place of the world without having to pay a photographer to go there? Cause we're already going. And then, you know, then they're more likely to pay you to shoot their product in that location. And then you can make money off of the trip, but it's not necessarily like a travel blog collaboration. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes total sense. And it's like, you're almost being smart in a way you're, you're looking at, Hey, maybe don't just collab with hotels or excursions or airlines, but also be creative in things that you would naturally be wearing or using while on vacation. I think that's really, really smart. Yes, totally. And a lot of creators do that. A lot of big creators do that too. Like, you know, they'll be like, oh, I'm going scuba diving. I'll try to collaborate with GoPro or like um, the scuba certification. Like, yep, that's the one that I was like, uh, um, you know, like there's always brands or organizations that are looking to have to have content because especially in 2021, like, content is king. You got to, yeah. you got to have content to survive. So, yeah. um, and market your business. So like, it's a good way to, to work with other brands to give them content and also, you know, make money while you're on a trip. For sure. I love that. Well, okay. I have a question and kind of like wrapping up, what would you say? Like, cause you guys been in this for five years, right? Five years. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Five years. So yeah. What advice would you say? Because like at this point, I think, uh, like you said, I mean, you're still reaching out occasionally, but a lot of companies are coming to you. So what would you say is your biggest piece of advice for someone wanting to get 
into the travel blogging space, wanting to travel and get paid for it, or just wanting to be a digital nomad, kind of living that life, how would they get started? Like just like some few tips on getting started when you're first starting out and you're not, maybe you're not necessarily getting uh, approached for like brand collabs. I feel like for us, our biggest, like first two pieces of advice, I guess, if you will, is that like create a personal brand whether that's your name or like a, you know, a different business name, like we started as our travel passport. We're now Sam and Ryan Looney, but like be authentic to yourself. I know that word's thrown around a lot. And so like, it's kind of overdone, but like share the things that you already like and that you use. We talk about this all the time. I feel like we can still be better about it. But when you share the things that you already use or like it makes it easier to continue to share those things. Yeah. It makes your audience then like relate to those things more and then and like them um, because people will start to follow you that like the things that you're sharing. Mm-hmm. And then you can go to those companies and be like, hey, we share this product, right? Or like, or hotels or locations. Like you can get those, like you can be a Four Seasons connoisseur. I don't know if like, you know, maybe not the best place to start, but like (laughs) basically become an ambassador of a brand that you want to work with. Yeah. And then when that time comes and you want, and you feel like you're ready to pitch them, like reach out and show them like, Hey, this is all of this content that I've done to promote your brand. Yeah. And this is my audience because I have this strong personal brand that knows that I love the four seasons. So like, let's work together. And then you've basically done their job for them of finding somebody who created an audience that's interested in their product. And you can show them that you have content that already... We got baby smiles. Sorry, our baby smiling at us and we're like... That's so cute. Heart heart melting. You're like totally losing my train of thought. (laughs) Um, And so then you can be like, you know, look at this content that I've already created for you. And they can be like, great, this is exactly what we're looking for. You did my job for me. Let's work together. Um, So I guess that would be the next piece of advice is like, make their job as easy as possible. Yeah. Um, Because especially now, there's always somebody who's like in charge of finding finding people on social media to promote their product. And so if you can make their life easier, then like they're way more likely to work with you. Mm-hmm. And then the other piece of advice I was going to say was really like hone in on, on a craft, especially in like the travel blogging sphere, photography and drone work and videography is like what every single person is looking for. Like, because those are the photos, those photos are what sells to other people to come to those locations. Yeah. So just really work on becoming the best content creator you can, because the better you are, the more likely brands are to want to work with you, the better portfolio you'll have to show them the type of work that you can do. And then and then also on top of that, the more likely they are to want to pay you to use those photos for advertising. Right, and that's something that we started to do before we had um, as many followers as we do. Um, we would just pitch selling photos to them, coming and doing a photo shoot and, or a video, and then they could have the rights to that content and use that to advertise. Use it on their website or on their social media. Mm-hmm. As opposed to just um, us posting about it. And now we do less of that because honestly, it's easier for us to do a post and and get paid as opposed to do a shoot and provide them with like 40 curated photos. Um, but that's a good way to start. Um, as Sam said, hone in on that craft and then use that craft um, to, you know add value to the brand. But also like along those same lines, you don't have to be the best photographer. Like there are incredible travel blogging photographers out there, but there are also really, really good travel bloggers that like use an iPhone and they just have a really engaged audience because they're great ambassadors of what they promote. Right. So like they love camping and they've just like been funny and grown an audience of people who love camping and are funny. And I feel like especially with, 
sorry. <laughs> I feel like especially with TikTok, um, that's like a great way to grow an audience in like a and like reels. Like they're like this new kind of different different type of content where obviously yeah. it still needs to be good content, but it doesn't necessarily have to be like the most high quality photography yeah. in order to be right. good. And so I feel like just focus on the thing that you're good at. Like, don't be so worried about becoming like this epic photographer who takes pictures out on hikes at the top of mountains and they're tiny and the whole mountain like landscape is like beautiful and stunning and the sky is 75 colors. Like <laughs> that is awesome if that's the type of photographer that you are. But if it's not like hone in on what it is that like you're good at. Like yeah. Ryan and I aren't good at that kind of photography. Like I like much more like, lifestyle couples, like the types of photos that I would want to hang in my house mm -hmm. of us. And so like, that's a lot more of what you see on our Instagram where I feel like there's other people who like very much. So their, their pictures look like what's, you know, on the front of a magazine yeah. and that's awesome. But I think kind of just like along those same lines, like don't just like be what you think people want in the industry, like be yourself because that's what people want. It's so good. I love that. Ugh, you guys are incredible. Seriously, I feel like you just opened up the door to just the person who's sitting there like, how? what does this industry even look like? What would this position look like? What should I know heading into this? And I feel like you guys dropped so much between, you know, here's how we started realizing that we could earn money and here's how we started getting some of our first collabs or paid, you know, trips all the way to like, here's a step-by-step -step of a campaign. Here's what you should watch out for in contracts. Like, I feel like you guys just gave so much. So for anyone who has listened to this and is like, dang, Ryan and Sam are incredible. We love them. We want to follow along on their travels, on their journey. We want to see photos of this precious little baby. Um, where can people <laughs> find you, connect with you, like grow with you, learn from you, all the above? Yeah, so our Instagram is... Sam, Samantha. Sam. It's Sam and <laughs> Ryan Looney. It. It's Sam and Ryan Looney. Um, and you can find us there and our website, ourtravelpassport.com. It's O-U-R, like our. Um, yeah. And yeah, um, that's where we're most active. We have a bunch of travel guides. Um, we teach some free courses and um, on our website. And um, yeah, on Instagram, we're sharing a lot of our tips and hopefully a lot of travel, a lot more travel really soon. Yeah, yeah. We're going on our first trip with our baby in a couple weeks. So Aww. we'll start to have a bit more family, family travel content too, which I'm sure will be helpful for a lot of people. Yes. <laughs> so uh, amazing. Well, thank you guys so much for giving us your time and sharing all your knowledge on just travel blogging and influencing in the travel space. We really appreciate it. So thank you guys so thank much. Thank you so much for having us. Of course. We love you guys. Y'all are the best. We love you. Thank you. <laughs>